0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. 20 minutes into the future. It's a dystopian futurescape. Much of the earth is trashed. The streets are tough. There's an enormous gulf between the haves and the have-nots and everyone is glued to screens that they can't turn off. Sound familiar? In 1985, Britain's Channel 4 gave us a look at our future with Max Hedrum, the world's first digital TV host. Channel 4 dreamed him up to host a music video show, and had they just stuck to the brief, Max would likely have had a much different life in an MTV world. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for March 31st. And today we look forward into the past, at the premiere of the American Max Headroom series. William Gibson's Neuromancer had been released just the year before Max first appeared. It's impossible not to see the influence that book had in the world depicted as being 20 minutes into the future. Neuromancer single-handedly created cyberpunk, and Channel 4's movie was easily the best early depiction of the future we now call dystopian. ABC bought six episodes of the series. They kept Matt Frewer as Network 23 reporter Edison Carter, and the source brain for Max. They also kept his controller, Amanda Pays. You've seen Matt in many shows, including Orphan Black, Eureka, and Next Generation. Amanda is well-known from The Flash. ABC also kept William Morgan Shepard as the iconic Blank Reg. Shepard had no less than four appearances on Star Trek, and appeared with his son Mark on Doctor Who. ABC did soften some of the rougher edges depicted in the British version, but to their credit, the series was probably the grittiest show a major US network had ever produced to that point. The series is somewhat formulaic in structure. It is a primetime network TV show, after all. This was long before the era of long story arcs. Each story was wrapped up in 48 minutes and topped with Max making a few observations. Still, the subjects of the stories often seem more relevant today than they did in 1987. An artificial intelligence that runs a global security company is being used to create a monopoly. Addictive digital signals are being buried into the images of a game show by a young Bill Maher, no less. Ads are being compressed to three seconds to keep people from changing the channel, even though they cause some people to explode. There are a lot of details that hit close to home today as well. The reach of televangelists. The bottom rungs of society consists of people who don't have credit. Network execs use political candidates to build their network ratings. Hackers disrupt satellite broadcasts. Credit fraud is a more serious crime than murder. A brilliant, if sheltered, teenager develops a disruptive technology that even he can't control. The series was renewed for a second season of eight episodes, but the audience began to wane. The novelty of Max, like the new coke he advertised, wore off. At one point during the second season, ABC probably wondered just how fictional Max was. On November 22nd, 1987, the two Max Headroom incidents occurred in Chicago. Someone in a Max mask hijacked WGN's TV signal for 25 seconds. Two hours later, he appeared during Doctor Who on the local PBS affiliate. ABC pulled the plug after the second season. Max, the real Max, continued to pop up here and there over the years and has never truly gone away. He must be one of the single most recognizable touchstones for the 1980s. Max isn't done even now. AMC has announced a reboot with Matt Frewer. So keep your eyes on the TV, but if you feel a pressure building up in your body during a commercial break, maybe get up and go for a walk. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, 15 minutes into the future for March 31st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment.